views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We have a great show lined up for you. We're going to kick it off first by talking to Nikki Scully. And we're going to be talking about um, not only not only the book, but we're going to be talking about what cool things she's going to be doing at the upcoming Women of Wisdom conference. It's so exciting. First, let me say hi to Mr. B. Hello, Mr. Benny. Howdy, Pat. Pushing all the right buttons today, are we? You know it. Every day, every day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Isn't it interesting? Um, The world we live in has gotten uh, so digital. I mean, a friend of mine said to me, if it's not digital, it's not. (laughs) And I remember, Benny, when it was so hard to convince people that digital was really the wave of the future. You know, podcast, internet radio, all of the above. Now, That was back in your uh, stringing cup days, huh? That yeah, I know. That's 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 tough. That's really tough. It really I'm telling <laughs> you, it's really tough. I'm serious yeah. about it. But now if people can't get you on their cell phones or their device and take you at they're like, oh, man, you people need to get on. Mm-hmm. Just get on board today. We're going to take a journey in a another way. Now, Nikki has been teaching people uh, healing and shamanic arts. Uh, and the Egyptian mysteries for years. But there's something so important about these journeys and about the mysteries and the magic and the initiations that are coming to the forefront this year. And you're going to find out why in a minute. And what is it about some of the shamanic rites, the Egyptian, you know, rites of passage? Why were they used and how can they help us today? Nikki, it's so great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we're going to be talking with you first and then we're going to be talking with Normandy. Um, And, you know, you are coming to the Women of Wisdom event and you're going to be doing a workshop with people. I want to just stop for a minute and talk with you and ask you, what is it about these Egyptian mysteries? And I know you've got them in the book, but what is it about them that is so relevant to today? Well, pretty much everything. (laughs) The the reason that they built their monuments so spectacularly, they were built to last, is because they wanted the truths that they were stating in all the ways through their hieroglyphs and their artwork and their 
and, and the energy that's invested in those temples, they wanted to convey the truth as they understood it. And those are truths that are natural law. They are Maat, who is both a goddess and a concept for truth, wisdom, justice, balance, um, cosmic law, not people's law. And, and those things are still true today. And it just, it's a matter of um, being able to comprehend them. And that's why they had this wonderful pictorial language so that people, regardless of what level of education they have, they will be able to read into it what they need to get for where they are in their lives. And Normandy actually reads and speaks the old language and understands the hieroglyph. So you'll be able to have some fun with her about that. But <laughs> we'll also be getting into that in our workshop because we're going to be creating an oracle deck. And, um, tell, tell people what that means. I well, think it's important for us to stop for a minute and say what that means okay. and why that's so very, very important. I mean, you know, on the one hand, you know, we're watching millions of people step into, you know, let's just call it a collective feeling of helplessness. And, right. you know, there is something about the rites, rites of passage, rites of spirituality, mystery, school, whatever we want to call them. There's something so important about these to help us bring forth a new voice and oracle cards definitely are a way to look at that but there are many people that may not even know and they may not even know what is nikki talking about today (laughs) okay so first of all being an oracle is speaking for the gods and then of course like gods what are gods i mean i grew up middle class jewish when I first heard of that concept, I just laughed. I said, Who are they kidding? <laughs> you know? And then one day my husband suddenly sat up in bed and said, Who is this goddess anyway? And I said, Well, I don't know, but I guess we're going to find out. Because if you don't answer, ask the question, you're not likely to get the answer. And what, we, what I found out with um, 20 years of teaching with Normandy, the Egyptian mysteries, writing eight books, um, three, four of which are about the Egyptian mysteries, um, I've learned that they are the aspects of nature. The, mm. the ancient Egyptian religion was actually a shamanic tradition where mm. they saw what we think of as God in everything and mm. gave them names. And then, so many of the ones that we have heard of, that most everybody's heard of, like Isis, who was mm. replaced by Mary, actually, if you study the, the, uh, the mythology, um, were, you know, did they live? Possibly. Um, according to the myth, they were the first, they, they came onto this planet to, civilize the world, bring language and art and creativity to the people, and Mm. um, were a civilizing uh, benefit to the world. And because the Egyptians, what we think of as the highest part of the Egyptian 
that 5,000-year tradition came on all of a sudden within 100 years. It was all there at its height. And nobody really knows how that happened. But how it happened, as far as we can tell, is that people gain direct access to source. And so an oracle is someone who speaks from that place. And depending upon the source that they're aiming for, then they get the information of that aspect of the natural world in the cosmos that they are looking for. So in our work, of course, we strive for the highest truth, the highest wisdom. And so we work primarily with Thoth, who is the god of wisdom, language, and communication, with Isis, who was um, his uh, protege. Yeah. As, as yeah. was Anubis, and we'll certainly be working with the Anubis Oracle yeah. as well. And, um, and learning not only how to make those connections and convey that wisdom from a, a pure, trustworthy place, but we'll be able to write our own uh, using the medjernetu or the, the, um, the sacred glyphs that Normandy will be talking to you about and, and will be teaching because she's who reads them. So she'll be coaching you to write uh, your own cards and she'll be bringing all the materials. And then we'll also have the Anubis Oracle and you'll learn how to read them, how to make that connection who the, the beings are, the, the deities of Egypt are called Netaru, yeah. um, which comes from the Coptic word Netcher, which actually means nature. And so it's, you know, that's why they have the animal heads on human bodies to convey what aspect of nature they're in communion with. And you know, it, it's it's fascinating. It's interesting, and it's definitely relevant. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to talk about the relevance, and I know you're going to be doing that. <clears throat> and I think you know, I was just talking with Sarah Sarah Luz uh, in the previous hour, and we talked about 2017. There are many people that say, um, especially my numerologist friends say, this is a one year, and there's a whole story around that. Um, this is a year where we get to look at and invite in what we stand for. And I hear that, Nikki, over and over and over again from people, from eight-year-olds, from nine-year-olds, from 105-year-olds, right? Right. Uh, you know, we just lost a beloved a woman, a reporter, who really broke the broke the whole deal on World War II. 
Um, and I and I'm sorry if I have to really talk about our pop culture, but you know, a goddess of another kind shows up at a Golden Globe Awards and delivers a presentation right. so gracefully, so beautifully, and so magically. It's almost as if we're bringing some of these Egyptian energies, channeling them through us. And I'd like to hear what you think about that. Well, I think that. It's not only Egyptian. I think yeah. every pantheon is connected. There you go. But what is in the process of separating us um, from God or Creator or that which we're actually not even capable of imagining, or our brains just aren't wired for it. So people who've taken advantage of that for power have placed themselves as intercessors so that we have to go through them in order to reach God. And that's crazy. Um, all of these uh, so-called deities, or, um, you know, if I can be such a heretic, um, yeah. or heretic, <laughs> um, are, are simply facets of that one being, just like, each of us are eyes and hands of a singular organism. And the more we're separated, the easier it is to control us, especially with fear. So what's important right now is that each of us step up to the plate, find our own inner authority and our own direct connection to trustworthy sources of wisdom so that whatever situation we find ourselves in, we can respond with the truth and with the wisest solution. And that's why these oracle cards are so important. They become a tool that you can use. Um, eventually, you get to where you don't need them, but by then you've made this great relationship with these medjernetra, and um, and it's it's just fun, as well as um, graceful, elegant, and truthful. Yeah, I want to ask you, Nikki, and we're going to skip the break. I want to ask you how the um, how the ancients, how the magic, how the Egyptian magic, how how all of this of what five thousand plus years ago. What is it about? Um, what is it about this culture that can help us develop uh, an inner strength? And, you, you know, I want to talk about that because I don't know if, if folks are fully aware of it, but every time we turn around in our pop culture, it doesn't matter if you're watching television or you're watching a movie or you're picking up a book, you know, there's some ancient symbol that we are familiar with. I don't think that there is a symbol quite as familiar to many of us as either the wings of Isis or something else in, you know, that has been literally inscribed on a, on a wall in a pyramid like, somewhere. Like the Caduceus that was co-opted by oh AMA. My. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you, you know, and, and, and so I wanted to talk with you about this, you know, to talk about what this can do so we can build up that inner 
spiritual muscle, so to speak. What well, can we learn? It's a requirement of the time because mm. there is such polarity on this planet and so much conflict and divisiveness that it's up to each one of us. I mean, it's obvious that there are no more charismatic leaders. Mm-hmm. And consequently, there's no one to follow. So let's give that up and claim our own inner authority. And once you do that and are speaking from that place, then your voice matters more because it's infused with a higher frequency of truth. It's like, what did I see on TV last night that just, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I had to turn it off. I, I, I don't watch the news anymore, but I just like to right. get a snippet. And when I heard um, Kellyanne saying, well, don't worry about the words that come out of his mouth. It's what's in his heart. Oh, boy. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> words matter. And words mattered to the ancient Egyptians. It's where the power is. It's called Heka. And is represented by the frog goddess, which is one of the oldest, oldest beings in that Egyptian pantheon. Heket, and later to become Hecate. But that that represents that when we speak, what we say makes not just a difference, it makes the world. We are creating the world by our thoughts, our actions, and our words. And we have to be really careful what we say. Mm. And especially now, because um, our country is skewed. And, um, you know, I don't want to get into politics, and I'm not going to. But suffice it to say, it's up to each and every one of us to stand up and speak up know how to get to that place that is trustworthy, mm-hmm. that you know, you feel it in your bones when you have that connection. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, you, you know, that, uh, I, I mean, many of us that have really pretty much stayed apolitical for a really long time, you know, find it un, find it necessary to no longer do that. And it was a friend of mine that was talking to me this morning um, uh, about, you know, this whole idea of, 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 of relinquishing power. And I wanted to ask you about this because when I think of the when I think of the Egyptian culture of this time, I really I, and I don't really claim to know much about it, Nikki. But what I'm really struck by is I'm struck by um, the a nature of people, a culture of people that were so embedded in the possibilities of and the engineering and of you know the science of life thousands of years before any of us could even figure out what the word science meant and i wanted to get your sense from you is how 
you know, what was it that they were plugged into? Well, uh, first of all, it was not they. There was a definite hierarchy. Yeah. The pharaoh held the reins for all the people. And when it was working, when you had an initiated pharaoh who actually went through the rites and had that direct connection to source, then he ruled from that place, which is, of course, the intelligence of the heart, because that's where the connection lives. Um, but there were many times when the the Egyptian nation was conquered and the usurpers did not have that connection. So there were definitely peaks and valleys. And you can tell when you go into a temple, you know, whether the, the, the pharaoh at that time that it was built or at what point that connection was real. I mean, there, because the priesthood carried it throughout or the ones that weren't corrupted by power. But that takes me back to we, there are no more pharaohs. Each of us has to become that enlightened being. And to do so fast enough requires the kind of rites of passage that are in the union of Isis and Thoth, which is the last book that Normandy and I wrote, and which will mm-hmm. be discussing and working from during the workshop. Yeah. Because those rights are paramount. And they they give you that access. And then once you have it, nobody can take it away from you. Mm. And if enough of us have it, then we can we can truly change the world. And I'm afraid that might be the only way we can at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I want to take a minute and just have you talk about the upcoming Women of Wisdom uh, wisdom event, the conference, the dates of it, and specifically when the workshop is. To, I would love for you to tell folks a little bit about that. Okay. Um, yeah. I, the, the Women of Wisdom conference, I don't know how many years I've been involved with it. I've spoken there, taught there, keynoted there for decades, it seems like. And my friend Gloria Taylor Brown was used to be the president of the board, and uh, she's who brought me into it oh so many years ago. And um, Chris Dennis, the producer, is you know bless her heart. Really, she's been doing. <laughs> I have to laugh because it's Normandy that comes from the south, but I mean it. She has kept this going, and it's one of the only conferences where not just women, everybody can come together and um, discuss and learn things and share things that just aren't ordinarily available. And it's in Seattle. It's, uh, I think it's at the North, uh, North Community College, North Seattle Community College. Yeah, exactly. And, um, they do a really good job of making that as intimate as possible, that setting. But we, uh, we've taught two-day workshops there before, and 
we really enjoy it because because of the people that come are really serious. And so they asked us to come two days early. So whereas the conference starts on the 17th, our workshop is the 15th and the 16th all day long. Wow, nice. Uh, and that's sort of the introduction to the conference. And then um, I think I'm participating in the, in the opening, but I haven't talked to Chris about it yet. And then it goes on uh, for the entire weekend. And there are many great teachers. Just go to, I think it's womenofwisdom.org, pretty sure. But you'll be yep. able to find it by just Googling Women of Wisdom. Yep. And you can get their schedule and all the different speakers and events that they're having. And it's just a wonderful community that has gathered and grown over the decades. Yeah. There's yeah. even a book, and um, I think Normandy and I are both in it. Yeah, um, Chris, of, yeah. No, Chris, Chris wrote a great book. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That has all the, the uh, keynote speakers up to that time and what mm-hmm. they said. It's a great anthology. Yeah. I mean, it is really the time of coming together. And, you know, bringing people together in sacred circle, but bringing together a powerful voice. And um, I want to thank you for joining me here today and certainly look forward to seeing you at the conference. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, to just share with us in this last minute or two left, you know, what is the message? What is the message that is being brought forth now for us in in the world or in this country? What is the message that is being brought forth by the ancients for us to do, for us to be? I think that we need to realize that our true reason for being here is to serve Maud, to serve justice, to serve truth and wisdom and harmony to trust that which holds the cosmos, not just the world, but the cosmos together because the alternative is chaos. And we kind of know where that goes and we really Mm -hmm. don't want to go there. But we're definitely at at a pivotal point. And those of us who choose harmony, who choose ma'at, um, will find ourselves much more capable of dealing with the chaos that is swirling around us. Mm. Well, thank you so much for today. And Nikki, how can people find out more about you? Um, my website is either com or shamanicjourneys.com. Journeys with an E-Y-S. And, um, and then our, our web store is hathorsmirror.com. And, um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Office at, office at com. if you have any specific questions for me. And um, I'm accessible. I do private sessions as well as, you know, 
I, I do a lot more from home. I'm awesome. doing a lot more mentoring now. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, Norman D. Ellis is in the house. We'll be right back. Here we come. Come with me. There's a world out there that we should see. Take my hand. Close your eyes. 